0: cool all right ladies and gentlemen welcome back to another episode and if you saw who i announced the other day you'll know who's joining me today you guys said it best he's a true og in his own right kefla hair what's going on man
1: yeah it's, it's actually kefla
0: kefla hair my yeah.
1: fault Oh, no, you good you good um man I'm, I'm loving it man um loving life i saw on twitter uh you know people were you know excited that that brought me a little love uh somebody also said uh what's my name uh billy from uh all american yeah i had to do
0: good. a double take when i saw that comment
1: <laughs> i said i'm doing good if they think i'm tay digs i can take that
0: man <laughs> it's, it's, life
1: is good right now man life is very good yeah appreciate that all- having me first of all
0: no yeah for sure i uh been looking forward to getting you on actually um is that humbling to see so many people still to this day though, even though you've like not been on TV for that long, the layoff to kind of be so stoked to hear from you.
1: Oh my man. Most definitely, most definitely because, um, even if, you know, you've been a person that's been on for a while and people hated you and you can say, Hey, I'm having such and such on. They'd be like, man, screw that cat. I don't care. You know, but it's been love, you know, and, uh, and that is a testament, man, that, you know, when I was on, you know what I mean? I was, uh, I guess I can say I was solid enough for people to, you know, steal a whole little spot in their heart for me, man. So I appreciate it, man. All love is good love to me, man, you know?
0: So did you kind of organically kind of slip out of um, that realm, do you feel like, or was it intentional?
1: Um, I think a little bit of both because, um, you know, uh, I was in college at the time. I uh, I actually was in between my like my junior, senior year, and so when I did the, the first season, of, when I did Road Rules uh, season six, I set out to see a, a year of school so that I could go and do it. And my main goal, regardless, you know, was to come back and graduate. I didn't even know anything about like Road Rules and MTV. I knew the name of it, but I didn't know what it entails. entailed because where I grew up in Foley, Alabama, we had MTV for a brief moment, but then it was like, they thought it was negative. So the local church there in the little small city like shut it down. So the lo- local cable company like, you know, shut it off. And so it wasn't until I got to college that I was able to see it. So I really didn't follow it. And so, um you know, when the people, you know, put me on the show, I didn't know what to expect. I didn't know I could, you know, go to bigger heights from here, you know what I'm saying? so when i finished i was like i'm ready to come back and do my thing so anytime they asked me to do something if it was in my schedule to do it then i would you know because i knew i had to go to graduate go get a job teaching so that i can move to la and i did want to be an actor i just didn't think that this would be something that would get me there you know and so um i think that you know after the the change of the dynamics of what they were looking for with um reality tv going from storyline to drama and I'm not a dramatic dude like you know even when I was on the show they was like we you know people want you to give more you know if argue if you have to I say man I I don't I'm not argumentative you know if you a grown person and this is what you feel I'm not trying to convince you otherwise plus I know I'm only with you for another two weeks and then I'm back at the house studying (laughs) or my friends and then I'm good you know so I think from that point on man it kind of they was like, I like this dude, but he's not dramatic enough for us to, you know, get views in at the time, you know. So and I was good with not being um, the dramatic person. So I was like, well, if you want me to be drama, I can't be drama. Like when I, I was telling you earlier, um, they wanted me to do the uh, the first Battle of the Sexes. And they wanted me to try to rekindle, I guess, a, a, a you know, on scene, uh, a romantic uh a fair romantic uh what i want to say relationship with uh ronnie because she and i were real cool and at the time i was uh engaged and i was like nah i don't want to do that you know not even put us in that perspective for the the editing can kind of get back and look crazy right and so i turned that one down and then uh i think it was inferno they offered but my wife was pregnant with the uh twins We had just moved to L.A. and she was pregnant with the twins and on bed rest. So I I pushed that to the side. And so for some people, they were like, so why is he not jumping at this opportunity? You know, because I had other things to do. I was grateful for what they did. But I had a life that I I always want to be a dad. I always want to be a husband. I always want to be these things. And this was to me right now more important than this other stuff,
0: you know. So. So for you, the show was. Like an extension or like a plus for you, whereas for other people it might be the, the first option with home life job being secondary.
1: Yeah, yeah. Oh, most definitely. Because um, like I love man, I was I went to Alabama State University, man. That was, you know, I was I had played football before in college, but then I transferred to Alabama State. And with the transferring, it was you know, me being uh eligible to transfer, I mean to play. I had to sit out of season, all that kind of stuff. Now I need to do something. So I became a cheerleader and the mascot. So oh, wow. I was cheering and doing the mascot duties. I'm kicking it in college, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I'm having a great time. So, you know, this, this was just another notch on me to say, oh, this is what I also did MTV was. Like I said, I didn't watch it. So I didn't know that it could blow you up like this. Mm-hmm. I didn't, you know, I was just like, thank God it's a blessing that I'm doing. I appreciate everything you're doing for me. And then once that time was over, I said, I gotta go back and graduate. Because I'm not going to be a starving artist in Hollywood. I'm not going to be living on my in my van. You know, Jimmy Kimmel said, yeah, Jimmy, I stayed in my van for eight months until I got a job. And no, I was teaching. And, you know, that's how I became an actor. That's the only reason why I started teaching is because I needed a job that would allow me to have time off to audition. And I knew summers off. So I was like, hey, it's a good career. <laughs>
0: Not a bad career to get in, but I think that, like, in acting and reality TV, those are two things, like, at least I've heard from other people that if you try to make that crossover yeah. after being on reality TV, it's almost yeah. like a no, no.
1: Yeah, it's very, very difficult because people will, will look at it and be like, oh, nah. And that's how it was when I moved to LA. You know, it was a all nah, and, you know, but I said, all I need to do is get a seat at the table. You know, all I need to do is get in front of the casting directors because I knew I had talent.
0: Yeah. You
1: know, I, I knew I did. And once I got an audition, it was over from there. I I land the job and then it got to the point where it wasn't even about reality TV. You know, it was Mm -hmm. about what I did. But like I said, I'm thankful for the reality TV because it did give the people a chance to kind of meet me. Those who were familiar with it and they knew I was a down home person, you know, uh, just a straight up dude. And so. When I would get into the audition room, people like, man, you know, I I appreciate the way you represented on the show. You were real cool. You was always level headed. You know, so stuff like that allowed me to at least get the conversation started so that I could prove to them, okay, just give me a shot.
0: You know? Yeah. All it takes is just that the shot getting in front of them and breaking the stigma. You know,
1: that's it, man. That's it. Yeah.
0: Did you notice once you got off the shows at all, like, were people trying to get around you more than they were, like, beforehand? Like, this guy's been on the show. Like, let's try and kick it with him and stuff like that.
1: You would, get, you would see a few people, like, but not many because um, I was the kind of person that um, I would go up to people regardless, you know. Uh-huh. And it was just what was hard, though, for some people were they were they thought I was going to act a certain way once I got off the show. Or now that I've been on the show, like I would be standing in line somewhere, and people would be talking, and then all of a sudden I just you'd be talking to. Them, so hey, so y'all come here often or whatever, and they be like, looking at me like, why are you talking to us? You know, I'm like, I'm just a regular dude, man. You know, but it would be people that would that would kind of come around you, but then when they realized that I was regardless of the show, that I was still just a humble person, just a true dude from the south, a country boy then you know it would be like man okay it's a it's a good person to be around regardless you know so i and i didn't mind people getting around me to be on the show because it's still it was still like a chance for me sitting at the interview table say okay well this is what you're going to use to get to me let me show you why i'm worthy enough of your respect still you know mm-hmm. because i'm a straight up individual because of who i am and and those things man helped me you know like with a lot of things helped me get interviews for teaching they helped me get um, you know, just networking for my friends or my families who was in different states and stuff like that, you know, so, you know, I, I took full advantage of every opportunity that I got while still maintaining, um, you know, the just proper etiquette about everything.
0: For sure, man. Yeah. So do you want to walk uh, my viewers through what you're up to these days currently?
1: All right. Well, right now, I'm a um, high school uh, health and physical education teacher. Here in the Kennesaw, Georgia area, Kennesaw Mountain High School. So I'm gonna go ahead and give them a little shout out, you know, because I know my students always telling me to show them, you know, the video of me, you know, hooping against Kobe Bryant or milking snakes or screaming after the alligator, alligator almost got me, stuff like that. (laughs) Also teach sports. I'm coach sports. I coach. uh, I was coaching um, fast pitch softball, but I'm I gotta let that go because I need some time to myself. I'm the head uh, girls flag football coach, which is serious. Yeah, it's just like girls flag football is like every other sport. Like they go to the playoffs, state championship, all that stuff. That's crazy. Yeah. So this we're in like our fifth year doing that, but we're only in our third year starting. Well, second year now. Um, And I am um, assistant baseball coach here. So I'm coaching everything. Uh, just finished my doctorate in psychology, sports. Oh, sports. wow. So that, that stressed the brother out a lot. All this <laughs> breath. Um like I said, Mary, my wife is an educator here in, in Cobb County, Georgia. Twin boys, they're graduating this year. Um, one has a track scholarship to Tuskegee, the other one has a, an academic scholarship to Alabama State University. Um and man, just sitting here, man, trying to trying to live life, man, trying to, you know, uh educate these kids uh, you know, about taking risk in life, about experiencing life. Um You know, trying to be a good role model, you know, for anybody that that needs some role modeling, you know, whether it's as a a human being, a dad, a husband, you know, whatever it is, you know. Um, But but that's pretty much what I'm doing, man. I'm just teaching and uh, ready to get back out there, ready to get back into uh, television again, ready to do some more acting, ready to do some uh, reality stuff if I can. Yeah.
0: Seems like you're doing a lot for the community then. Like, uh, over where you're at. That's actually pretty cool. The thing that stood out to me is, was that like a high school sport for the girls' flag football? Yes, it is. Yep. That, wow. That's incredible.
1: Yeah, man. It's a sanctioned sport, man. It's like, um, uh, you know, the seven on seven. Um, and when I tell you those girls get after it, oh man, it's insane. You know, they, they get after it. Um, the good thing about it is that one thing about girls is like every time they make a play, it's, um, the best thing in the world. You know, guys make a play. It's like, yeah, I'm supposed to do that. Girls make a play, it's like full-on celebration. The crowd's going crazy. I'm going crazy. You know, so they appreciate it a lot more. Um, but it's 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 a new sport to us all. But the the thing about it being fully sanctioned, like i said, they get to go to the state playoffs, they get to, you know, bring home a state championship, you know. But sports have changed so much. I mean, we got esports now. Esports is in high school. And you're playing like whatever esports games, and you get a state championship with that. They have esports scholarships to certain universities. Also, with flag scholarships, I know the NAIA schools, there were at the time, there were 15 NAIA colleges and universities that were offering full ride scholarships for these young ladies. Wow. It's big, man. It's very big.
0: Yeah, and I saw on your Instagram too, you had a pretty nasty injury recently. Do you want to uh, shed some light on that?
1: Yeah, I was actually – every summer I train a group of uh, college football players, Um, some of them that I coached formerly as high school guys, Uh, some of them I coached against. And anytime I'm on the sideline, like I don't care if it's my kid that's in front of me or another kid, if I notice something is wrong, I'll tell them mid-play, yo, man, you might want to get off your heels and get on your toes, you know, shoot with your hands, you know, all kinds of stuff. I'm coaching third base, telling third base, hey, dude, get your glove down. And so these kids from all these schools you know, they reach out to me. Hey, coach, do you mind training me over the summer or whatever? And so I was training a group of kids and uh, and just a basic man uh, exercise. Some people call it dancing bear. Some people call it uh, uh, backward skips. And I rolled my ankle. And when I rolled my ankle and you know, I thought it was just a bad sprain. And uh, this was in June. Come to find out there was uh, I had tore seven ligaments in it. But I didn't know that my seven ligaments were torn until I did an MRI in August. So Mm. I had running, training, exercising, doing everything on a a bad ankle, you know, which means I tore it even more. And I I had surgery in October. And now I'm dealing with nerve problems because of that ankle um, surgery. So we don't know if it was, you know, botched. I don't want to say that. Or if it's just scar tissue that's on this nerve. So, man, I'm dealing with that right now, trying to heal it up. So that I could be ready to go, you know, when they call me back, because if you're ready to get into it, we can talk about.
0: Oh, the how- Flo- floor is yours because there is this other show that's uh, called All Stars recently that right. uh, brings so, some guys out of the woodwork. So
1: so I get a call um, right when school starts in August. Right. I get a call. School starts in August. so It's actually like the second week, second week of school and um they called me and said, hey we want to know if you're interested to do i think it was actually supposed to be the, uh three it was supposed to be all three. three yeah
0: mm-hmm.
1: and so i was like yes i'm down and right at the time it was just it was just feeling like a sprained ankle so i was still able to run still able to cut all kinds of stuff like that but uh it but i knew something was wrong and so i was like all right yes yeah, so i'm down put me down you know it's like, okay well we're going to send you all the details you know um whether or not you get selected you know or you become an alternate you'll be in the COVID protocol for two weeks wherever we are we are paying you good and all that kind of stuff I said, Bet, let's do it and so they send me all the information to do the physical and i do the physicals and and i passed the physical but the lady at the doctor she was like yo i really think you just need to get it checked out because it don't seem right and so i was like yeah i want to but i'm scared because if i get it checked out And then it's worse than what I think it is. It's going to miss my opportunity. I said, dude, it's been almost 20 years since I received the call, you know, and I'm ready. I said, this is the year I'm ready to do this. You know what I'm saying? And so um, I get the MRI and they tell me that it's seven torn ligaments in it. And they was like, you can go to physical therapy and see how it feels after a month or you can go ahead and get the surgery so i instantly get into physical therapy and trying to get it better but all physical therapy does is kind of make it feel worse because of how bad it is and so i call the people and i say you know and i tell my wife i said look man this is my opportunity i said i can hide it from them, you know and i can just go and i said and, and see what happened i said but if i go and i can't produce then they're gonna say this joke is washed he's never coming back on the show He's this, that and the other. And I said, plus, I'm not being fair to myself, you know. And I said, and I said, hands down, Bunim and Murray has been good to me when they gave us the opportunity for road rules and the challenge beginning. I said, Mark is my homie. I said, I don't want to bring anything horrible to the table so that a person focus on me and say, see, this is why I'm not watching this show. Look at this dude. He's so old. He can't even move. And I said, that's unfair to them and all the effort that they put into it. So. You know, I I um they called me and said, Well, you'll be an alternate. I said, Well, I could even go and just ride the money. I said, That's not you. <laughs> I said, you, you, <laughs> I said, but that's not you, man. I said, You're not, you're not about trying to uh, come up on nobody, you're not trying to, you know, um cheat nobody. I said, so just God got a plan, man. You know, it's a reason why he said, Hold on. I'm I'm a, I'm gonna let them know that you are still available. I'm gonna let you know that people still know who you are. You know so you don't give up your hope and dreams of saying that all the challenge stuff is over he said so i'm gonna bring it into your face but it's not yet you know what i mean and that's why i feel like god just said look i'm gonna show you what i have for you but i'm gonna pull back a little bit because i'm i don't want you to have this just yet because i got something bigger on the other side and so i went ahead and called them and i told them that i couldn't do it because i, I need to go ahead and get surgery and they were you know disappointed and i appreciate that they were disappointed because they sound genuinely disappointed it was like because everybody loved your interview. They love, you know, the, the, you're going to be a fresh breath of fresh air because of your personality. You know, it's it's not just about the competition for you. You're still the same person who likes to have fun, like to joke around, like, to, you know, whatever. And so it, it made me feel good that they still, you know, wanted me even after, you know, I told them that I was going to be injured. And they said they'll put me down for the next one or, you know. And so here I am, man, trying to recover, you know, doing what I can do to get better.
0: So you don't think uh, you could have potentially t- toughed through that, or would you have attempted to, or do you think you made the right call?
1: I, I know I made the right call, man. Because yeah. if if anybody ever watched like that first challenge that we did with Mark and all them, and they know how competitive I am, um, they know that's not me. I'm not I'm not gonna just sit there and and, and you know, half through anything. And it's not fair because if I'm partnered up with somebody and I'm not giving you know them to yeah. me. I'm jacking up their chance to win some money. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Picking yeah. up some lot that is healthy, that could be there, that may need the money more than I do. May need the opportunity more than I do. Like I said, I'm good, man. I'm blessed. I'm, if I never get on the show again, I got my wife, I got my kids, we got a nice house, you know. I got my dream car, my Jeep Wrangler, you know. <laughs> I, I'm good, you know. Yeah. Um, But I, I, I would dare not take that opportunity from somebody else if i know that they need it more than me and that i that i had an opportunity to give it to somebody else and me not being 100 percent, that's just not i can't do that it's not fair to anybody man for yeah. me to be you know so i'm good man i i, I believe like I, said, I believe that god has something better better for me and uh it'll, it'll reveal whatever it is one day
0: well i'm glad to see that like they still uh you know are considering you for this uh show you know what i mean like yeah. They, there's a list of so many handfuls of people and that had to have been like humbling and just had that opportunity, you know, had you been, uh, available to get it, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think that the people going are probably happy that you weren't on there because I think you would have right. been, a, I think <laughs> it would have been a problem out there.
1: Yeah. Oh, oh hands down. I'm you, cause I was, I was ready, man. I'm telling you before, cause I was, I was grinding, man. I was, you know, I'm a Peloton fan. I was on my Peloton working out. So I was ready, man, you know, and, uh, and they know how I'm gonna I'm, I'm, I'm be a competitor, dude. That's just, it is what it is. I'm gonna have fun. And it's, it's still, it's just a game. Yes, the money is involved, but it's about having fun. It's about making relationships. It's about talking to people. It's about meeting people. Cause, you know, I just feel like whenever I'm placed in the presence of someone, it's for a reason,
0: mm-hmm. you
1: know, and I'm gonna maximize every opportunity I get whenever I do get it, you know. But yeah, if I would have been there, it would have been a problem. Cause I wasn't going to let down.
0: <laughs> <laughs> were you taken aback when you got the call? Like, did you expect that you were gonna be like getting it?
1: Man, dude, uh, I'm telling you, since I left California in 2006, I still have a 310 cell phone number. Every time a 310 cell phone number rings in my phone, anything that says LA, I'm I'm nervous because it was back in, because when I first thought I was acting, you know, and so it was like auditions. It was like you know the show that I was doing called Hip Hop Harry. Um, I was doing that right before 11 hip hop Harry was, was huge. It was like a, you know, Emmy award winning children's show. You know, I was in the bear costume. Um, if you've seen like during the quarantine, everybody had that little mean, that little kid dance, like go, go, go. Yeah. So that was me in the costume. And so, oh, wow. yeah. So every time I see a three one Oh, I'm like, are they calling me for another gig? Are they calling, you know, is it, is it bro, is, it, you know, is it, uh, the challenge? And so this time they called me uh i wasn't as geeked about it because for the last month it was all these your extended warranty people calling you know hey your car's on the warranty we need to renew it you know and so it just so happened i let it go to voicemail and i'm walking across the campus and i checked the voicemail and it says um this is uh i forgot a name with uh casting for the challenge i was like like i stopped right there in the middle all the students was around like because it was like lunchtime and i was like yes let's go let's go and it was like, Coach, what's wrong with you? And I was like, I'm sorry, my bad. So I had to listen to the call, man. And then I immediately called her back. So I was, I was done. The rest of that day, man, you couldn't tell me, you no, know, you thought I had won the lottery, man. It was crazy. <laughs>
0: yeah. Jeez, man. Uh, well, I think I could speak for a lot of people that were hoping that, uh, you know, you get on the future one.
1: Yeah, I'm hoping, man, if everything works well, you know, my recovery is going pretty good as far as getting the mobility and flexibility back. Like I said, the nerve damage we'll be able to make through it because I'm still riding the bike, still working mm-hmm. out. Um, but I'm I'm praying, man, that I get an opportunity, you know, and I say even if I don't get an opportunity in the competition uh, aspect, man, bring back some of the, you know, what they used to call the mayors, the people that used to introduce the challenges, you mm-hmm. know, that, you know, let us introduce the challenges. Let us host a little, you know, a half an episode or something like that. I said, I can do that. I know for sure. You know. Me and Mark been close and cool for a long time, Mark, so hook your boy up, you know.
0: <laughs> well, why don't you walk us through how you got on uh, your original show, which was Road Rules Season 6, Road Rules Down Under. Could you walk me through your casting story and process, if you will? All
1: right. I was at uh, Alabama State University, and I was working for student activities. And uh, someone called and said... Uh, i picked up the phone i said hey student activities at alabama state university said hey we're um from mtv casting and we're coming on doing you know campus tours trying to see if we can find individuals to be on our show and we wanted somebody to show us around i said sure i'll show you around whenever you come on campus just you know ask for or just you know come to student activities and so they came on campus and like i said man, i had no idea much about the show i had watched you know one or two episodes but the episodes i watched i watched the one of real world where David was dealing with Tammy about the covers and all that stuff. I watched the one about, um, um what was it? I think it was, I think Ronnie, and, when I was on their season, um, and so I, I watched a lot of drama, you know what I'm saying? So it was this dramatic, I was like, I said, so all I know y'all need somebody with drama. So we walking around campus, I'm showing, say, okay, this dude got drama, this girl over here static, you know, this is right here. And so I'm showing them all these different people they're going to interview these people. They're taking down their names and, you know, meet us at this hotel. We're going to do a, you know, a video interview and all that stuff. So they, you know, we're hanging around each other the whole day. And like I said, at the time I was the mascot in Chile. So, and, you know, I knew a lot of people and I was involved, you know, in my fraternity and stuff, Alpha Phi Alpha. And so I was doing, you know, everything. So I was, I was pretty much knew everybody on campus. So it was like, you know, a lot of people, man. And then my, you know, my interaction with everybody was fun funny, you know. And so they was like, how about you give us the interview? You know, I said, y'all, I said, look, the only thing wrong with me is I got bad credit. I said, other than that, I'm straight. (laughs) You know, they said, nah, come on, man, let's just, let's do something. I said, all right. And so I did a 15-minute interview. I went to the hotel. Oh, no, go back. Let me rewind. We went to a bar that night. And so they were talking about, we were, we were in this booth and there was some people at the booth behind us talking about these two mascots getting into a fight at a football game, getting thrown out and escorted off the field by the national guard. Wow. But it was like, Whoa, and they was like, you know, ear hustling the producers were, it was like, Oh my God, it was what? And so then the people at the booth turned around and looked and said, man, how did it feel getting escorted out of the game? And so they was like, Oh, that was you. I was like, yeah, that was me that got, we made a mascot, got into a fight. You know, we got thrown out the game. We got, and on the field, so they had to throw flags because the football players were actually running by us while we were fighting, like, on the 40-yard line. And so uh, they was like, dude, this is a story. So they asked me to do the audition. We did the audition. Um, I promised, man, like, with they they gave me a call two days later. said, we're sending you a ticket, um, FedEx overnight, to L.A. We need you in L.A. in three days. And so I flew to L.A. In three, and then when I went to L.A., I went straight to the final interview. Like, this was it. This was the final interviews. And I was like, I didn't know there was a whole process to go through. So I did my little interviews and I came back and they called me a week later, said, we want you on the show. I didn't say, okay, what, what I need to do? You know, they said, well, we'll tell you, you know, just make sure you're gonna be leaving about this time. So I, you know, I said, I didn't, I'm not gonna enroll in, in school for the uh, the spring semester. And You know, I did everything I had to do. I told my parents I'm not going to be in school. My parents thought I was dropping out. They was oh, my God, what's going on? I said, I don't know. So they thought I was going to jail. They thought I was, you know, working undercover for somebody because I didn't know what I was going to do. You know, and they didn't believe because they didn't know about MTV, you know. And so, uh, you know, that that day I got my ticket, and the ticket uh, had Hawaii on there, but it didn't have a return. It was just like a one-way ticket, and then I got a big box of stuff to take you know like that's the shorts and all that stuff Ray-Ban sponsored stuff and that was it and I and next thing I'm on the plane and and 24 hours no 48 hours later I'm meeting my castmates on the bridge you know I, I left I left there with $20 in my hand and $10 in my on my debit card wow I had you know
0: wow that's <laughs> but you, know. you had no tv aspirations at the t- at that time or did you
1: I did but but i didn't think i didn't you know i just knew that i needed to get to hollywood to audition for movies that's it you know that's all i knew i need to get to hollywood to audition for movies because coming where I'm from a small country town you know it's hollywood you make it to hollywood that's where you go
0: yeah you know?
1: so that's all i knew um i didn't know this would would could be a platform i had no clue you know because a lot of people when they did their shows they said are you going back?" They said, no, I'm going to stay out here. And some people never did come back, you know, for all of those, those, when they would fly them out there and then they would, because they would normally fly us back from wherever you were, you would fly back to LA and stay in LA for a couple of days to do like voiceovers or, you know, editing stuff or promos or whatever it was. And then a lot of those kids never flew back. They just stayed in LA and said, I'm going to make it here. I was like, I'm going back. I'm getting ready to graduate, you know, in a year. So you know but um i i had aspirations but i had no clue that if i just kept pushing on that that would get me
0: somewhere you know that does seem like the popular thing to do once you come off your road ruler uh real world season you kind of see typically the cast members Mm
1: -hmm. will soak
0: up their quote unquote 15 in la it feels like la (laughs) is the hot spot for mtv yeah
1: man you know but like you said the whole time because even christina got mad at me um during during um like our send-off episode. She was like, How you how dare you not care about us? I said, I'm going back to my friends. I just known y'all for like two months. You know what I'm mean? saying? I said, yeah. and that sometimes was not us really kicking it. You know, it was a lot of differences and stuff like that that we had to deal I said, I'm gonna go back to my homies, I'm getting ready to go back to my um school, my frat brothers, to some girls. I said, I'm happy to leave. And they was like on me for that. And, and, you know, and, and I didn't know because people, this was, I didn't know the the amount of possibilities, you know what I mean, that people soaked up. Because, like you said, I, I was ignorant to it. So, yeah. I was it wasn't that I didn't like them because, you know, they'll say, like, I'm real cool with Susie. Like, Susie and I are super close. Like, right. you know, when we're together, we have a, a bond, man, That's 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 different than anybody. You know what I mean? Christina and I we're real real close. Like I can talk with her whenever she comes to town to the Atlanta area, I go see her comedy stuff. Um, you know, me and Susie, we always on on social media now chatting and we used to call each other on the on a lot. Um, both
0: same- of those both of those two actually do uh they're pretty big time with with this podcast. That's- Christina all- Susie. Yeah. Time, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And- um, shoot, I got
1: all the equipment. I just never when I started my.
0: Oh man, you got to follow suit now. You got to make this I a road you. down under. Everybody's got to get on it, man. I'm
1: gonna get on it, man. It's just me, and then I started thinking about the editing process. I'm like, oh shoot! Last thing I want to do is another edit.
0: Hey, you you got you got my social. You need any uh, you need any help? You can hit I me got, up
1: now. Now I got you. I'm a, I'm gonna I'm gonna be hitting you up.
0: <laughs> all right, man.
1: Yeah, but oh, yeah. That- and you know, so that's how I maneuvered my way to where I am, where where you know I got there and, and how where I am now, you know.
0: Yeah. So you keep up with them too, from what you say. Um, well, do you know what, I've, all the rest of your uh, cast members, I know uh, people were asking a lot about Chadwick and Piggy were two that many but were wondering about.
1: Producing, he's working on. He, he's still producing um, uh, movies, short uh, films. It was doing very well, you know, getting like uh, a lot of little uh, film festival awards and stuff got some pretty deep stuff out there. Um, and, uh, Shane is working. Um, he was working for the stampede in Calgary. Like that's real huge. He was like a marketing director for them. Um, he, I think he has like two kids now. So I I try to keep up, you know, through social media and stuff. Um, and I haven't spoken to piggy man in years, you know, and that's one. And, and, and I'm very concerned for her, you know, and I, I would love to see her again, hear from her again. Um, that's the one person that when we, when I when we got off the show, our relationship got a little better. Like we start when I would see her, like we would catch up and we would have deep conversations that were, like if if cameras were there, that would be a whole nother show. It wouldn't be a dramatic one, but it would be one you know that was like needed, you know. Yeah. what I'm saying? And um, man, I I don't know if she's doing well or not. Like I, I sincerely worry for her because because she has so much potential, man. But it was like it was a lot of stuff that just wasn't clicking for her. Like she was trying, you know, trying, but it just seemed like, you know, how when the cars are not lined up for you, man, it seemed like when you take four steps, it seems like a gust of wind pushes you back six, you know? And that's what it was going for her. And and I just, and I hated to see her that way, man. And, um, but I, I, I would really love to get in, I would love to have a reunion with my guys, man, just so we can just sit and talk, man. It only had to be cameras involved. I just want to be around them again, you know?
0: Hey, there is another show called Homecoming. I know they're so far only re- revisiting uh, real world seasons, but mm. I've seen I've seen a lot of fans clamoring out there that uh, Road Rules should follow suit with the uh, Homecoming.
1: I mean, and it's like you said, it's just people, man. They want that drama factor, but man, what what happens when you got people out there that experience stories that may reach somebody? Yeah, you know, And I understand you can't you can't roll the dice on a, on a story just you know because there's a lot of money involved, but you know it's dude, it's, it's some, it's some stuff out there that's, that's for the people, man. And it may change, it may change the the project trajectory actually of how, you know, some television should go, you know?
0: Yeah. So when you think back to your road rules season, just, just solely road rules in terms of what you've done, are there any like specific memories that stick out? Could be just stuff that you've done, maybe stuff with the group. Like when you think back and you're like, say you're just laying in bed one day and you're just like, I did this in my lifetime. Is there, any, is there any like one or two moments that like stick out very distinctly for you?
1: All the time, man. Um, Like the, the first the first time we met, we met each other on the bridge in Hawaii. Right. And we met in Tara from, from Northern Trails. You know, we met them and they they were our mayors, you know, to introduce us to everything. And, um, it was like you know we had to do the mountain jump and all that stuff and and all these strangers, and we are about and we knew we were about to do something crazy, we knew we were about to do something excited, and we didn't know if we was gonna you know make it, but we was like, well, whatever it is, we're gonna go through it together, you know what I'm saying, and just just that bond right there, how it just clicked, and then, um, a huge thing that when we did the uh we went to Australia, we had to work the uh pride parade um It was so impactful but it was like it's crazy how if it was shown now it'd probably be the biggest episode ever to come across the screen of tv because of how it was uh you know how now you have so much about includes and you know inclusivity with everybody and stuff like that and just it was a, a tough episode you know what i mean um of us getting out of our comfort zone um Susie coming from the Brady Bunch style lifestyle like you said that she dealt with you know um uh you know me from the deep south where that wasn't common but I accepted it and I you know whatever it is let's do it you know um that adversity that we dealt with then and we all came together with love and stuff like that you know and I still think about when Chadwick was playing the goddamn guitar out of nowhere on the on the elevator <laughs> the girls. <laughs> and you know, I was like, this dog is trying to, I mean, come on, man. You know, he'll walk by a piano. We'll be walking up the street. He'll see a piano in the window. He'll go in there and start playing it, showing folks he can play the piano. I was like, dude, right now, I said, but I, I ain't going to hate on you. you. You're talented. You can do everything in the book, but we got to go. Let's go. You know, so <laughs> it's a lot of stuff that always runs through my head, man, and, and stuff that I was like, dang, I wish I could call him right now. Let's talk about that and laugh about it,
0: you know? Man, me and you talked about this off recording. we it just lacks today, man. We just don't have like that same type of different people coming from different walks of life to mm-hmm. create one beautiful thing. yeah, it feels so authentic. We just don't have that today, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, and there's there's some reasons for that. I mean, times change, you know right. we- we live in a social media time where people may be going on television for brand purposes, jockeying for just camera time and stuff like that. But back when you guys were doing it, man, it just wasn't about that. It was just about the experience.
1: That's it. That's it, man. Cause you know, we're, they're trying to take you, they're trying to take all these people somewhere they've never been before, do things they've never done. So it's the first time for everybody. You know what I mean? So it's, and, and, and now, you know, like you said, it's, it's about who can get the most airtime with the most drama, who can, you know, spew the most hate, you know, and, you know, I've never been, been about that, but that's what, that's what the, the television is getting to man. Unfortunately, you know?
0: Yeah. Well, here's another memory. I think you might want to talk about since we had a lot of fans want me to talk about this. I'm hearing something about you with reptiles or snakes. Um, Is that, was that a thing?
1: Hey, I, I don't play with snakes to this day. Like I'm only scared of two things, man. That's reptiles and cats. I don't fool with nothing, you know. I, cats? Yeah, cats yeah, cats, well, cats are evil. Don't, don't let nobody ever tell you, man, cats are evil.
0: Those feel like two different things, though, man. Like, Hey,
1: in my book, they the same.
0: <laughs> all right, fair enough.
1: I don't fool with reptiles, man. And it's so crazy because I have a, a zoology teacher at the school that I work at. And every time they get into the reptile uh, section or reptile unit, she always shows the clip of me trying to milk the poisonous snake and screaming because the snake tail touches my wrist and I'm screaming like a little baby. So next thing you know, I'll go on campus and then you hear the kids, Oh my God, coach, we just saw you screaming like a little girl. I'll be like, Oh, she's showing the snake unit again. <laughs> okay. But no, nah, I don't, man. And, and, and that was one of the things they said, because in my interview, I told him I was afraid of like definitely afraid of snakes or reptiles. So when I did the interview, I was in the middle for road rules, australia and seattle real world seattle so i was like could go either way and when they said well he's going to australia and it's a lot of reptiles it's a lot it's a lot of activity he's very active and hates reptiles so we're going to get a lot of laughs said but if we put him in this dramatic house he's not dramatic Said he'll be chill but he's maybe too chill so that's how i got to be on road rules
0: Wow, you did yourself in then. You should have told them you love reptiles and you're scared of unicorns or something.
1: I'm telling you, because every mission that they could get with a reptile, they put your boy in it, man. And I'm telling you, like there was there was uh footage, but they didn't show it. But you hey, you just see me you just see a little black streak walking running across the screen because I was like running from something or somebody, you know, like chasing me with something, man. But nah, I don't play with no reptiles, dude. No well, sir. <laughs> no sir.
0: I don't know where the cat correlation comes in here, man. It's just
1: because I'm scared. You know, it's like I, said, I ain't scared of nothing else. I can handle everything else. But a cat, like, is just like it's same that if you got a snake, I'm gonna go 30 yards away from you. If you got a cat, I'm gonna go 30 yards away from you. It. So it's like they the same to me. I, I don't I just can't trust them, man. You
0: can't trust them. Hey man, everybody's got their phobia. So <laughs> oh, I won't I won't judge. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, something else, too. What is it? Oh, yeah. People were wondering about, uh, didn't Piggy, like, crash the RV the one time or something? Yeah.
1: We were chilling in the, in the, uh, one of the hostels. And, you know, every now and then, because we didn't, it ain't like we had a little car to say, hey, we're going, she was like, let's go get some smokes and go get something to eat. And so you had to take this huge 21-foot RV, you know, to go, just like anybody else, take a little Honda Civic, go to the store and come back. So they take this, and they take the RV and they say, you know, they bust up in the hostel and they're like, oh, my God, she crashed the RV. It was like, man, come on, you didn't crash the RV. Yeah. And they was like, no, she did. She really crashed the RV. And I was kind of getting fed up with her because she would sometimes do stuff and laugh it off thinking, that, oh, this is funny games, but it will be costing us money. It would be costing us points and stuff like that. And it was like funny games for her. I'm like, girl, but these points is determining whether or not we eat good at night, whether we sleep in a hostel or a hotel you know all this kind of stuff and you playing with it you know we're ready to like kind of live it up we've been sleeping with chiggers and you know send fleas and all that stuff all night we want to get in the hotel take a good bath and so when she did that everybody was like oh nah you just playing you just playing and uh nah she smashed it man and we wound up um having to kind of you know get our money together so that we could pay for it but i don't know if they actually made us pay for it but they took our money you know the the producers did so you know i don't know if we paid for but we wound up paying somebody yeah yeah but she was one of the ones like we like if she went to if she drove the, the um winnebago anywhere everybody was up like we was like this the whole time <laughs> if i drove it i'll look back and everybody be sleep you know chadwick same way he'll drive it, everybody be asleep. you know i try to stay up but um, just as a road dog, you know, because I hate when people fall asleep on me. But when she drove it, everybody be up and they be looking straight ahead, like <laughs> like grabbing on the side of the little chairs and stuff like, OK, we got to pay attention. We got to dip up out the windows.
0: Yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so did you go on those like post-show bar appearances during your time on the uh, scene or were those not a thing yet?
1: No, uh, we did. Uh, we had a deal with uh, Hard Rock and Planet Hollywood.
0: Oh, in Vegas?
1: um just like all the restaurants that used to be everywhere and so what we for us is like you know we didn't have to go in like different little bar places and stuff like that they would say um hey like since i was close to atlanta playing in hollywood would call and say hey we want to do a promotional with you you know based off of mtv road rules and whatever can you come and then you would be like a a serve for a day or host for a day stuff like that um i'm from a place called foley alabama which is like two and a half hours from panama city so when I would be home, they would call that that one. Remember when they MTV has MTV Spring Break, they would go to Club La Vila yes. down in Panama City. So Club La Vila would call and say, hey, are you going to be in town? You know, we want you to come in host. We want you to come in, be a judge for the bikini contest or for the keg contest or whatever. So I would do things like that for them, you know, but I didn't go too far with playing in Hollywood. One time um, was a great experience. It was um, during the 4th of July, me, Ronnie, And uh, Susie, we were guests at, I want to say it was Hard Rock. We were guests at Hard Rock in New York. And uh, that was awesome because we all got along very well together, you know. Um, And then I think we did a few Planet Hollywoods with uh, real world people and stuff like that out in uh, L.A. So but I didn't go to like other, you know, other bar scenes and stuff like that a lot.
0: What What'd you think about your edit on the show? I mean, at least challenge wise, they tried to really play up the uh, you and Ronnie thing.
1: Yeah, they did. They tried to play it. but I mean, it was it was uh it was pretty genuine, you know, Ronnie and I we were we were cool. Um but we both knew not to even get too serious because she was in New York, I was in Alabama. You right. know, So you had to keep it real, you know, for what it was. Um but for the time, you know, we were real cool with each other. Um now my edit on the on the show of uh Road was the only problem I had was they tried to make it like I was never into anything like oh okay rock music again yes cuz i don't like rock that much i'll work out to it and i'll go to a club but then if i say hey um Buster ron's is in town hey Diddy's in town can we go to that and they would say no but then we go to some band you know three heads and one testicle you know we go to whatever the name of them will be we would go somewhere like that and i'd be like so we can't go to the hip hop concert but we got to go to this one you know and then so they would show an image of me sitting like I was sulking, but the same so show the same image every time
0: they try to make it look like uh you were like a complainer or something,
1: yeah. And they would show they would show the same image. That's I said, so I, I said, now if you show a different image of me complaining, I'm cool because that's me. But when you show the same image of me, I remember one time they showed us, so I was like, I wasn't even there that night, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, how you been, know, but I understood, and so, um. I would, back in the days, I would get, uh, we actually had fan mail, like written mail. And, you know, I was categorized as the angry black dude. You know, that's how oh. I was, you, know, you want, why you got to be the angry black? Dude? I was like, I'm not. I said, that was one episode of me saying, I, we don't went to like 10 rock concerts. And I asked, can I go to one of these? Can we go to this? And nobody said anything, you know. But other than that, the editing was, was pretty solid for me. And then I said, I said, if I said anything that they got on film, I I think I said it. Right. You know, and that's one thing I did hate when people was like, oh my God, they they show me in a bad light. I'm like, well, that's you. It just so happened it was recorded, you know, and you got to be mindful that we are recorded every day. You know, what I would do if I didn't want to be recorded, like they would say, okay, we're gonna leave at seven o'clock in the morning. We'll be there at 6 30 to put your mics on. Well shoot up at 4 30 and I would be on the beach, you know, running, or I'll be on the beach just chilling. You know, yeah. put our mics on, you know, mm. so I find of myself, you know what I'm saying? And so I would find a way to, you know, honor my contract doing everything they asked me to do. But then if I needed to get away, I would get away because, you know, I would like, I'm, a, I'm a rule follower to the extent, you know, where because I know these people didn't have to pick me. You know, I had an opportunity that I didn't know thousands of people applied for the spot that I was in. So when I found out, I was like, man, I'm grateful for it, you know? Yeah. So I'm an advantage of everything. Every time they gave us a gift, every time they gave us anything, I accepted it fully. I still have I still have sunglasses that they gave us. I still have the motorcycle, the original motorcycle that we won for our handsome reward. I still have that that's in working condition and I ride it. I still have uh, like one tusk that we had of the horn. I still have the, some of the Australian money. um. I still got a lot of stuff that I had from those times, you know, because everything they gave me, I was grateful for. I still have a jacket that we wore, you know, and I wear it like, yeah. weird, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Yeah,
0: that isn't, it's an old expression. You don't bite the hand that feeds you.
1: No, never that, man. Never that, you
0: yeah. know. Yeah. Yeah. You actually met some uh, pretty notable people, too, along your uh, MTV journey. Kobe Bryant, we mentioned a moment ago. That's. Now it's seeing as how the domino effect would unfortunately have taken a couple of years ago, that moment's gotta be like even more precious now to think back on.
1: Huge, man. It's huge because um for one, it's forever, you know, etched on it's out there somewhere. You can you can see it. It's on YouTube. Every time, like uh, like the anniversary of his death or his birthday, somebody say that one time Kobe was on MTV, you know, that one time Kobe participated in the challenge. And they always have, you know, because we played against him and Reggie Miller. And um, not only that, man, but after that, we kept in contact, you know, for
0: a you minute. You and Kobe? Yeah, we kept in contact
1: oh, wow. about six or seven years, you know, and it would just be like, you know, hey, man, I'm in L.A., what's up? And he would talk on the phone, you know, we hung out on it once or twice, you know, um, when I first went out there, and then it was a gap, and then we uh, hung out again, and so it was just like, you know, but it would be like, just lunch, It'd be like something like that, Um, it, um it just communication, you know, real small like that, but and I, and I was all the kind of person like, I don't want to bother nobody. Like even with like, if and Murray, like if you ever need anything, call me. And I never hassled him hey, can I get on the show? Because I, I just wasn't that kind of person. That ain't how I grew up, you know? And so, you know, I, and I think that for me, not reaching out to kind of separated everything, but I was just pleased, um, just pleased to have the amount of time I did have. And he was a genuine dude, man. He was a fan of the show. Um, he knew stuff about us, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and that was crazy because here, this cat is, that's known all over the world. And to some extent we were too, because I had a cousin living in Japan and they saw us on TV. So it's like, damn, all the way in Japan, I'm worldwide, you know? And so just to know that man, but, uh, when he passed away, that hit home because, you know, I always show that video and me by me showing that Kobe, I show that Kobe video every year at the beginning of. Uh, every, well, every semester that I get a new group of kids, I show them that video because you know how kids are, they see you as a parent, you know, as, when you're an adult, you, uh, you don't relate, you don't have nothing, but a Hooper or somebody that knows when I show them that Kobe video, man, coach, it's a whole different ballgame. Coach, how was it, man? How, you know, they're listening to everything I tell them then. Cause I've been there. I've, I've, I'm validated now that i you know, had a chance to do something like that. You know what I'm saying? And so it, it, it's, uh, it has... Given me a lot of opportunity to meet and make a difference in a lot of kids that's why it's so touching to me especially when he passed away
0: no yeah for sure man that's just that whole situation sucked man yeah man yeah i i was still wondering though why you guys didn't go with like a two-man zone on him or like a three-man zone
1: nah man that dude man that guy
0: was different man oh
1: my god and they was just showing y'all what they could show y'all like he was <laughs> he was he was abusing us out there, you know what I'm saying? And then Reggie Miller was just shooting anywhere in the gym, like anywhere in the gym, you know, and it was, it was, it was insane, you know. But I think they try to make it look good, you know. They didn't want to make it look like a, a, a massacre out there. So the editing process kind of helped us like that. But it, I don't care. We could have put a two, three zone, three, four, five, nine, Jesus Christ on the left side, it didn't matter. <laughs> it was going on us, man. That cat was something, you know. Yeah. That was nappy head Kobe, you know. Oh, yeah, oh, Kobe yeah, but the backwards clothes, you know, he didn't wear his clothes, in, he was clothes inside out. That Kobe was dirty, yeah. He wasn't talking to, he wasn't trying to preserve his body. That Kobe right there was dunking, you know, out of the air conditioning events, you know what I'm saying? He was insane.
0: <laughs> well, what about Hefner? Do you mean Hugh Hefner?
1: Yes, and you How know was what, that? I thought about that yesterday because I was watch. I listened to um, I listened to Kevin Hart uh, podcast, um straight from the heart and they was, it was just it was an episode where they were talking about um uh, like a bill cosby incident and they was talking about oh well hugh hefner has a uh documentary out too and about what went down you know and all that stuff and i was just thinking about it yesterday i was like so i was trying to play back did i notice anything you know that was like somebody in you know distress or whatever but i was like i said dang i said but he was a cool cat though man yeah he was he was he was nice man he was like we got there um he pulled up on us, you know, they opened the gates, he pulled up on us and uh, he walked us around the grounds. He had a, a young lady to tour us around and he said, I'll be back. So he went and changed clothes. He was on his way out. So this was about seven o'clock when he and I said, you got any anything, you know, you call anybody, whatever, whatever. He comes back around about 11. He says, I'm getting ready to take a shower. Then I'm going back out again. He leaves out about one, says bye to us comes back in about 3 30 and he leaves out again. I was, he's like, this is just a typical day for me. I was like, Shh. I said, typical or not. I said, for one, you you you're nice, you're cool. Two, you don't have to wake us up every time you're about to step out. You know, <laughs> you can you can tell us what you did, you know, the next day, but that's how he was, man. That cat was
0: he was he was smooth, man. He I don't was, know, if, I don't know if he could ball like Kobe though. <laughs> no.
1: <Nah>, he balled <laughs> He was, he was ball in a
0: different kind of way.
1: But. Ball right there. So, yeah, most definitely.
0: Oh, man. <laughs> so you went and did a little bit of acting, obviously, we just talked about. Um, mm-hmm. How how uh, how far along uh, after you got done with your last challenge did the acting pick up? Was it like immediately? No. Nah, um,
1: when I did, um, so um, I did the challenge. I finished up. you see, 99 was... When we did the uh the last challenge all right so i finished school in 2000 i moved to la in 2003 no yeah 2003 when i moved to la so i started i started acting then um did a few little independent um flicks and stuff and i landed a gig in 2004 i landed uh, a partnership with uh direct tv
0: right.
1: so got two commercials for them and then 2005 2006 i started acting on on hip-hop harry the little children's show yeah and um and we moved to Georgia in 2006 because it it started getting expensive you know the boys twins were born and we just needed some help so we moved closer back to my folks um in the south and um you know i and right when we moved that's when the writer's strike hit so it was supposed to, we were supposed to be getting ready to shoot a season two for hip hop here and I was gonna fly out there and do it. But the writer's strike hit and so it put everything on freeze for a while. And so that kind of messed us up because during that time you had all these other shows that were, started releasing material out because they were right on the cusp of the um, strike hitting and they released all that stuff like Yo Gabba Gabba and all those, um, what was that other The Wiggles and some other stuff. That was, and so it kind of pushed us after we did our season. It kind of pushed us to like later slots and other you know time slots. And so you know I was like, well, I'm in Georgia. Let me do my thing. And so I you know I had a proven resume and you know I I I was doing pretty good. But when I got to Georgia, it was like you don't have representation, so you can't you know you can't audition. I was like, they want some backwards LA stuff. Like then they'll say, well, go audition. Then you audition. Then they say, well, I need you to do these headshots? then I need you to take these acting classes, then I need you to do this. And it was all on the umbrella of somebody else. I say, man, you don't have to do all of that. I said, I've been in Hollywood. This is how it works. You know, you're trying to get get that extra money out of me, you know? And so it just got to the point where I would audition for stuff. And then the, if I didn't get the role, but the people I saw on TV that had the role who couldn't act had horrible, you know, acting skill. And I'm not saying I'm the best, but I know for a fact I can act better than some of them cats on some of those shows. And those were the roles that I auditioned for, and I was like, it kind of put a sour taste in my mouth, and so I just left it alone for a minute. Um, but I've done some stuff with some of my um, classmates from Alabama State. Uh, one of my buddies, Johan Smiles, he's like doing some some big things out there, man. Um, this brother, man, he's he's uh, done some work with 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 Denzel, with uh, Tom Cruise. Um, he taught drama in uh, at Jackson State University. And so he and I are trying to work on some stuff soon, you know. Um, and so I'm just trying to get back out there, man. Trying to get. Yeah.
0: Yeah, man. I can see that hunger, man. Yeah. Oh,
1: it's, it's there, it's man. there. Yeah. My boys are uh, getting ready to go to college. So I have a lot more time on my hands, too. You know what I'm saying? So these
0: exactly. years are precious. You got to you got to get them while you can get them.
1: Exactly. Exactly. You know.
0: Well, uh, I had a fun time chat with you, man, and uh, picking your brain a little bit, and giving yeah. some of the some of the fans that have been dying to hear from you for a while uh, yeah. what they were asking for, and uh, you know, hopefully in the future you and I could be having another chat if uh, yeah another opportunity comes your way. You know hey, what I mean?
1: Yeah, anytime, man. just you know, I'm only a a push button away, man. Whatever you need to holler about, if you want to we want to critique something, You know, watch an episode. Let me know which one. Yeah, it
0: yeah, we- I, I I bring on guests for recaps, so let me know like once uh. Once this thing comes out, maybe we can oh, do one of those.
1: Oh, most definitely, man. Anytime I'm I'm here, man. You know, I, I just want to see people thrive in the game or whatever it is they're doing, man. Any way I can help out, man, please let me know.
0: You know. For sure, man. All right. Have a great rest of your uh, night. Hey man,
1: thanks for having me, man. Much love to everybody out there, man. I pray that I get to see you all again sometime soon. Love y'all. Yeah, man. All right. Peace.